Welcome to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM Wave 94. Today, I have a two very special people here. I'm a man and woman of God that I've known for a little bit of time now. I actually met them in their home, and it was filled with people, filled with the Holy Spirit, praying, praying in the will of the kingdom of God on earth. They are anointed, they are appointed, mighty man and woman of God, Frank and Bobby Agee, a mighty man and woman of God, anointed and appointed for a time such as this. And they have a television show that I'm going to let them talk a little bit about that as well. But they're going to talk about how to divorce proof your marriage. They are living examples, testimony of the power of God in his most sacred covenant relationship, marriage. Take it away, Frank and Bobby. Well, good evening or good day or good morning, wherever you're hearing this, however you're hearing it. Uh, it's good to be on with you, Doctor. We appreciate this opportunity. Say hi, Bobby. Hi, it's it's an honor, Edith, to be on your program. I know your program is a blessing to many, and I pray that what we say today will be a blessing to others. Uh, you know, if I had to sum up myself, uh, one of the most important nuggets about marriage is this. Seek first God and His kingdom, and He'll add all things to you. You see, your mate is not your source for happiness. Your mate is not your source for, for, for what you want and what you desire. God is your source. And the Word of God is true. And when He says that if you will seek Him first... All things will be added. So if you put him first in your life, first in your marriage, then you will be adding joy into your marriage and peace. And you can have a marriage that you didn't think was possible. But it only comes by seeking him, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords first. Bobby, I've never heard in my whole entire life it spoken of like this. I mean, I've heard of, you know, all this thing to do to make your marriage better, but I never heard how the the scripture seek ye first the kingdom of God directly related to marriage. That is so powerful and so revelatory. Please, please add more. Well, uh, I'd like to say at this point that um, let's get it all uh, straight and in order. Man did not create the concept of marriage. It was God's idea from the beginning. He he designed it, so he has the right to define it. Yes. And it, it starts out in Genesis is where we see it happening. Uh, he creates the, the man first, and... Uh, and he says that the man was alone. The man admits that he was alone, even though he had all these animals around him at that point. There wasn't a mate suitable yet for him. So God reached inside Adam and pulled out that which was to become the woman, the mate. So that, that tells me that all of the attributes that we find in both, the male and the female, was originally within Adam, and God reached in and selected certain 
certain attributes and isolated them and then formed this woman around those attributes so that when the two do come back together, you see wholeness, you see completeness. Now, that was the perfect plan. But uh, as we know, (laughs) along the way... We messed it up. Yeah. You know, uh, a lot of people see marriage like just two boards nailed together. But really, it's two puzzle pieces that fit together, together. that God fits together. together. Now, even if you have a very godly marriage, you're going to have problems that's going to come up. Hey, that's part of life. Well, it's part of our fallen nature, too. Yeah. It's a result of uh, that. With God, you're more than conquerors. And like I said, when you put God first, then God begins to deal with you when you're wrong. Or if your mate's wrong, he'll deal with him and he'll put things back together the way it should be. Right, Frank? Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that made me think of when your mate's wrong, because, of course, you're never wrong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I remember the <laughs> season in my marriage. I've been married for a decade by now and figured out that I could not change my husband, right? Right. So I started getting on my knees and talking to God about it instead of him. And for a season, I was extremely successful you know, God would move on my behalf and he would respond to God, which is what I had prayed on. Mm-hmm. And um, so I did have a sweet spot for a season in my marriage where that did going to God about my concerns um, was well, very successful. Uh, you started a, a pattern there. And, and as long as you can maintain that, mm-hmm. you see. Uh, let's talk about love a minute. What is love? You know, when we do our marriage seminars in the past, we've done marriage seminars in the Florida prisons, believe it or not. But we did. That's where God called us. But he released us from <laughs> yeah. from prison a few uh, years ago, and now we've been doing radio and TV. Uh, but... Uh, when he called us to this, we realized that marriage is not just two boards being nailed together. Like I said, it's two puzzle pieces being fit together. Mm-hmm. And uh, love, you're going to have to have the God kind of love to make your marriage work. Because there's going to be times that he's going to get on your last nerve. <laughs> Let me give you an example. I have a wonderful mate, God give me. Oh, thank you. But he's not perfect no more than I am. <gasps> what? And when we first got married, I'm the type when I take something off, if it's dirty, it goes in the dirty clothes. If it's not, I hang it up and put it in the closet. Well, Frank came with the with the attitude that where it lands is where it stays. <laughs> and I thought, you know, I just really set off on him. Dude, you, you, did you do this as a child? Didn't you ever hang up your clothes? You know, yada, yada, yada. And he'd listen at me, but he would just tune me out. And I knew that he'd tune me out. And I thought, okay, God, what do I do? And uh, the God told me to tab, have a added to me he told me what to do he didn't talk to me about Frank he told me to have a heart attitude change and uh, so he 
got me to the point I would hang up his clothes and put the clothes in the dirty clothes basket, and I would thank God for giving me a husband to be able to do that for, because in a way I was serving, he's not God, but I was serving God by doing this. And um, it made us be even closer together. To the point that he started in sometimes hanging <laughs> up his clothes and putting in the dirty clothes, but love is an emotion. Not it. The emotions are involved, yes, but it's basically it. God kind of love is not an emotion. It's not based on emotions. It's an act of the will. God has chosen to love us, and as we go into a marriage, we choose to love each other. And now it works best, of course, if both are born again, because then you have the Spirit of God living in you, and that's the true source of true love, is the Spirit of God, because the Scripture says God is love. It doesn't say say He has love or He's going to get you. He is. He's the embodiment of love. Mm -hmm. So when, when His Spirit is living in you, you have that fruit of the Spirit there. Now, our problem for most of us is allowing that fruit to develop and to come forth because we have, again, that broken sinful nature that wants to creep up and take control, you know, and, and uh, yeah. the, the pride and things of that. Name. What do I want? What's about me? Where do I want to go? Me, me, me. See, that happened back in the garden. That's where that came in. Suddenly they were no longer spirit-focused and spirit-conscious. They were self-conscious. And that's the source of so many problems in any marriage, in any relationship, for that matter. And you know, Edith, so many people think they're in love and they have no idea what love is. There is a big difference. What it involves and what it entails. There is a big difference between infatuation and love. We have a handout sheet that I would be glad to give to you if people want it Mm -hmm. and can request it. But it's a, the difference between infatuation and love. Oh, I would yeah. love to have that. And yeah. anybody and in the listening audience, difference. if you want that, yeah, I will make that. sure I get, get that, that to you. you. And so you can reach out to 94.1 FM Wave 94 um, and the studio, and they'll um, get it to me. But, yes, I want you mentioned that you had a TV, radio and TV. Right. But talk about your television show real quick, because I don't want this well, broadcast in without... This is my life, and we interview people that have overcome different things in life through the power of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Now, we have started adding anointed teachings mm-hmm. from people that are really anointed and can bring forth the Word of God to where people can receive it. And we have that, too. We're on... on uh, Cable 239 on Tuesdays at 7, and we're on Wednesday, uh, 239 at 830. Oh, wow. And then we're on in uh, Macon, Georgia Macon, on yeah. Monday night. We also have a YouTube Monday channel. Night. Yes, we and have a YouTube. our engineer and producer <laughs> in residence, Doug, is gracious enough to play the audio portion of it on Wave 94, and we awesome. thank him for that. That really, Doug's awesome. just an angel. He's just, <laughs> yeah, my he just father. tries to t- cover his wings and disguise them. <laughs> yeah, that's my God. <laughs> we couldn't, we couldn't uh, do it without him. Uh, another thing that I wanted to bring out that might be helpful to the people is the differences between men and women. Oh, yes. Uh, we know the physical differences, but 
men and women are just made so different. We don't think like. We don't always act alike. I mean, it's uh, men are more. Well, generally speaking now, generally speaking, men tend to be uh, more um, less emotional and more. Um, what's the Cerebral. word? Right, yeah, and, and logical uh-huh. in, in their thinking and approach to things, whereas generally speaking, women generally take a, a more can take a more emotional intuitive, approach, intuitive yeah. approach about it. Yeah, but again, uh, God knew this when He pulled them apart, so that when they come back together and form this new unit, that they'll function as a, a new. It's sort of like the human brain has two separate halves. Yes. They do. Very even, distinct the, even the brain function. is yeah, different. Yeah, it Very is. distinct Very functions, much. but they, they connect back here in the back of the head and mm-hmm. so that it functions as a single unit. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that was uh, you know, God's intent from the beginning is that they could function as a single unit. It's, it's so true. A, a man and woman in one accord under Christ Jesus Amen. can church can take this entire planet and turn into a Garden of Eden. Exactly. They are an unstoppable combination, and that's why there's such a fierce, fierce um, warfare against marriage. Because when you have a man and woman in one accord under Christ Jesus, they are unstoppable. Right. Right. right, when it happened, again, back in the Garden, mm-hmm. when the attack came and, and the breakup occurred, it it automatically put the man and the woman at odds against each other. Mm-hmm. Let's just give you some practical down to earth differences, okay? Uh, <clears throat> say you're taking a trip. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we're going to go someplace. Uh, so um, the man generally is thinking, well, uh, we'll just get in the car, we'll start driving, and, you know, I want to get from point A to point B in the least amount of time quickly as possible, you know. But the little lady's along on the trip now, and it's, oh, dear, let's stop here at this restaurant, or let's stop at that antique shop, or let's stop at this garden spot. So, so guys, you kind of have to learn to uh, enjoy the trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, God says that the husband is to live with his wife and understanding. Understand, right? He doesn't exactly. ask the wife to understand the husband. No. He asks the husband to understand the he wife. He also asks, has the man to love his wife as Christ loves the church. And of her, he asks that she respect him. Well, she mentioned earlier that there's some certain basic differences between mm-hmm. one th- uh, women uh, uh, are attracted by love, mm-hmm. okay? But men find respect to be attractive, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay? Yes. And if a wife can learn to just respect her husband, even if he's, even if he's acting like a <laughs> jerk and a clod, if she will at least do it as unto God, mm-hmm. you right. see. That'll break him on down, I guess. If she does that respect <laughs> unto God, then things will begin to change. Things will start to work mm-hmm. out. Yeah. I've been, I've I've gotten involved in um, adventure in Ghana. I'm helping one of the universities um, develop their STEM curriculum, yeah. and because of that, I'm interfacing with people who are the same color as I am, mm-hmm. but they're culturally very, very different. different. Yes. And um, I and I have one particular lady that I watched um, basically. 
it was it was so powerful. They the women in the Bahamas and in Africa, they are very submissive mm-hmm. under the um, authority of their husband, but mm-hmm. they're extremely very powerful entities in their country. And I remember in the, just a recent meeting, I was observing this very very wealthy, um, very you know very powerful couple in the Bahamas and. I was um, observing her, and she had just been nominated to be over a very important committee that's going to bring in about $1.6 million. Wow. And so the first thing that she said when they nominated her was, I will not accept this nomination for this committee unless she is a subcommittee under the... um, the the, uh, the ambassador who is basically a friend of theirs as well as ambassador for their country mm-hmm. um, under his his um, group she she did not want to be a standalone group which she could have easily done but she says I will not unless I am a sub she because she said because I want the spiritual covering oh that's beautiful. she basically said that I said it blew me out the water yes recognizing authority <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, particularly the authority that's established and set up by God and uh, I know what I'm going to say next it would be we're very grating upon some women <laughs> in mm-hmm. this country but if there was a little more of that recognition of authority as the man being the spiritual head, mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily like a dictator. That's not what God meant at all. No. He, the woman is not to be under his feet in any way. They're, you're co-equals mm-hmm. before God. He, he sees both of you. But he has established a flow of authority. Mm-hmm. And when, when the family can line up and operate within that proper flow of authority, you, you see beautiful things happen in the family. There's peace, for mm-hmm. one thing. Mm-hmm. There's prosperity comes. It, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. And, and it's, it's somewhat lacking in this country. Oh, it's, it is one of the major. I, and then also... Some people get it twisted, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. And that's why a lot of people are turned off from it. Right. But God... Um, it's been abused. Yeah, yeah. But it's God, been abused. God talked to me about that, of course. <laughs> and one, he said, Edith, he says, submission is bowing over so I can get to your husband. <laughs> bowing down. <laughs> that helped me out a lot. <laughs> so God can get to him. Huh? Yeah. yeah. That's right. Throw a nugget in for the wives here. If you treat your husband with honor and respect, then it will come back to you. Mm-hmm. We were made to receive a lot of love. Women are mm-hmm. more so than men. Right. We need to be told that we're oh, loved. Yeah. We need to be complimented. We need to be cuddled. You know, all these things more so than most men. Now, there's mm. a few exceptions, but most men, it's, you know, yeah. brave, strong, he-man, you know. Mm. They're not this way. But the women are, and if you treat your husband with honor and respect, even if you have to just about bite your tongue off. That's why I said, <laughs> do it as unto God. Mm-hmm. If you will First. do that, he will in turn show you the love mm-hmm. and the affection and the honor that you desire. 
Now, it will work. In some cases, it may take some time. You know, it depends on how far away he is from God. <laughs> well, let's talk about S-E-X. Let's talk about mm. sex. One, one thing, I just felt the Holy Spirit nudging me, so let me go on and say it while he's still there. Okay. Another difference is in communication. Mm-hmm. Mm. Women talk more than men. <laughs> We and sure Frank do. is saying, "Amen." Mm-hmm. And shaking his head off. It's just a But we do. We we have in our vocabulary. I've forgotten how it's in our notes when we do the seminar. Women do so many words a minute compared to what. And throughout the day, multiple more than men mm-hmm. normally use throughout the day. And yeah. it's just part of a woman's nature to talk a lot. Mm-hmm. And men, you're just going to have to get used to that. We're we're wired that way. We're made that way. But part of the reason for that is that because the, is the wife, um, you may think it sounds like nagging when she's saying, well, what did you do today? You know, mm-hmm. who, who did you talk to? Uh, things of that nature. And you might think, well, she's being nagging or, or intrusive or what? No, she's trying to participate in your life along with you. Mm-hmm. She Absolutely. wants, yeah, she wants to, to commune, <laughs> so commune, to speak. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because when the dating is going on, men are very communicative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. During the dating part of it, right. they're on the phone with you. They're falling asleep on the phone with you. Well, now, some of that could be uh, part of the infatuation period, <laughs> you see. Yeah, when you see the, when our, your notes on that, uh, you'll but see that how infatuation is, of, is just a whole of a different man's thing. nature. I mean, you know, he's caught the fish. Mm-hmm. He's caught <laughs> the, the prize catch. So he can yeah. just, ha ah, relax and mm. sit back. The work is all done. He goes no, to his no, cave. No, no, no. <laughs> Every day you have to work on your marriage. No, Every day. No, men need to keep that in mind that, yes, she still needs, she still needs it. Well, she, it's like a garden. Mm-hmm. And men, you're to you're to, to nourish and till that garden, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Keep it uh, stirred up and keep the fertilizer going. <laughs> you know, and one of the things, and then I want y'all to talk about sex, but I want to no. when um, tilling the garden and all of that. But one of the interesting things that God was um, talking to me about that is like the nurturing and the tilling of the garden is that we we don't. We we do all this effort in the beginning of the marriage, mm-hmm. and then when we relax, and then we take it, then we take for granted, and then sometimes we totally just go out, and then because of that thing that man likes to pursue, there's another little birdie that's it caught their attention, mm-hmm. and they like to pursue, and they go through all that effort with the new little birdie, yeah. which they could do. Take that same effort and put it with the birdie that they already have. So it's like, but you don't want to do it because you don't have to do it. And that's one reason why God does not want what God showed me was this is one of the main reasons why God does not want us to have premarital sex. Right. He doesn't want us to have premarital sex because he wants to protect the marriage because if the woman acquiesces, because usually it's the man that wants the premarital sex, if the woman acquiesces and gives the man what he wants, Mm -hmm. that's that's forbidden fruit is not in alignment with God's word. So guess what happens? You get married now and you're legitimate right right and guess what it doesn't have the same 
right. thing to it because it is legitimate, right? So n- you can no longer provide the forbidden fruit. But guess what? Somebody outside the marriage can. Yeah. And so yeah. this is why I think God does not want us to have premarital sex because you open the door right. for for that to come into your marriage. And so I tell people who have repent and just, you know. Yeah, yeah. another uh, thing that happens, another thing that happens is with premarital affairs, you're beginning to develop a soul tie. Mm-hmm. And so when you finally do settle down, you've got all that stuff, baggage you've carried in with you, and it's going to affect your current marriage. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's almost guaranteed. Another right. word of wisdom, uh, man, if you think you want a new wife, Maybe you want a younger model. Maybe you want one more shapely, you know, more outgoing, more that just understands you. Well, start treating the one that you've got the way that you want to be treated, and you'll have the new wife. Mm. Treat her like a queen. No, you did not. Oh, Bobby. You just nailed that We've got a lot of good information (laughs) Uh, and I'd be glad to include some uh, oh, yes. other Please information. Do. There is a beautiful film, uh, and I've seen two or three versions of it, but it's the story of Johnny Lingo. If you oh, can ever find it. That. Okay, tell me about it. Right well, I'll quick. try to um, as briefly as I can. Uh, it, the setting is, is a, a tropical island, uh, tribes. Uh, Johnny Lingo gets involved in, in the trade industry among other islands, and so he becomes very wealthy. He comes back to his home island to choose a bride. And everybody thinks, oh, it's going to be this one, it's going to be that one. No, he takes, he chose the, the lowliest and homeliest girl there. Mm. They get married. He goes off to another island, and he's gone for a year or so. And then he comes back, and... Uh, The people uh, greet him, and then he brings out his bride, and the woman is just totally different. Because what Johnny was doing was treating her, well, like Jesus would do, treats his bride, the the bride of Christ. Yeah, it's a beautiful story. (laughs) It's a beautiful story. And it just totally transformed this girl because she, in his eyes, she she was uh, the ultimate beauty. Mm. For one thing, she become what he she was became seeing in her. Mm-hmm. What uh, he he was seeing in her. Yes, I think one of the interesting things that I've learned. I guess we're going to have to wrap this up. Is that when God was showing me that you get what you desire, basically, and so if you see when you look at ministries, one of the things I did when I would go decide on a church. I would not look at the pastor, but I would look at the pastor's wife. Mm-hmm. And if I saw the pastor's wife, kind of, I'm going to use a black colloquialism, jacked up, you know, not doing well, looking a little beat up and mm-hmm. not nurtured, mm-hmm. not well taken care of, I avoid that church at all costs. You're, Why? Because I know if you can't take care of your wife, you, you can't take, take care, care of the of church. church. Exactly. And, but you, if I walk into the church and I see a very lively and, you know, beautiful, you know, and just flourishing wife, oh, I think you're going to be a great pastor because you can take care of the church. 
Well, can I have you on again? I we just we just we just even we didn't even touch. We didn't go deeper to the sex. I know y'all trying to avoid that, but we gonna get to that now. We gonna get to the sex. Give us a little time to prepare. I'm gonna give you a little time to prepare. I tell you, Edith, when you get to be our age, it's not predominant. (laughs) (laughs) We're in our seventies, but we're not getting older. We're just getting closer to to Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Okay, well, thank you, and I want to thank you once again, Frank and Bobby, for um, joining us today at Into the Glory Zone on 94.1 Wave 94 on how to divorce-proof your marriage. And if you could see this couple, ladies and gentlemen, man, you would be just, they look good, and I bet you they're getting some sex, too. I know they're not trying to talk about it. But anyway, <laughs> Romans, I want to close with Romans 10, 9. That is, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God had raised him from the dead and you confess it again with your mouth, you will be saved. Thank you once again for joining me on Enter the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM Wave 94. To be